When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I am your host Isabel Hauser and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you to long ago and far away and will bring you back safely. It was the day of the first heavy snowfall. All night, the snow had been coming down in fat flakes, blanketing the world in a thick, soft, sparkly layer of white. In the morning, I looked out the window with eyes full of wonder, taking in the world that seemed transformed by magic. The trees on the mountain were covered in white icing, glinting in the light of the morning sun, a sight to behold as if straight from a fairy tale. It made me think of a story I heard years ago, the story of the singing snow deer. The singing snow deer is said to be an elusive creature and herald of blessings and good things to come, spotted only by the fortunate few who happen to be wandering through virgin snow in the twilight hours before the first full moon of the year. Now, because we never got much snow in the past few years at the dawn of the year, I had never thought of that story anymore, but on that beautiful morning it came back to my mind, and so I decided to go and try my luck once the day was done. After the year we've all had, I could sure do with some magic. With that plan in mind, I sat down at my desk and began to work, mind and gaze wandering out onto the snowy landscape every once in a while, glinting with promise in the sunlight. I could hardly wait to close my laptop shut, and as soon as I did, I bundled up with mittens, hat, scarf, my thick coat and boots, and set off. The sky glowed in a watercolor palette, pale blue fading into powder pink and gentle lavender on the horizon. The snow sighed under my feet as I tread into the forest, ducking under low-hanging branches that strained beneath the weight of the snow. Other than the sound of my steps, it was quiet. Not a bird was chirping in the trees. My imagination was full with images of all the animals cuddled up in their cozy nests and winter burrows. I walked and walked in the slowly changing light, and then I heard it. A faint melody, sweet as a maiden's song, floating through the twilight air. The first teller for this episode is Priya Mutu Kumar, and we are delighted to welcome her on the podcast for the first time. Priya's love for storytelling has taken her to various schools, colleges, museums, parks, corporate offices, and even railway stations, where she has told stories to one and all. 
Also, her love for nature makes her include nuggets of environmental wisdom in all her narrations. Priya is a performance storyteller, the founder of the storytelling initiative Storypoor, and also a translator who works on children's literature. She has translated around 15 books to Tamil and also writes sustainability stories for magazines. She strongly believes in the famous quote that if one needs to know about the culture, one needs to listen to stories. And if one needs to change the culture, then the stories told too need to change. Please enjoy Priya telling the story of the wish-fulfilling tree. The Wish-Fulfilling Tree, a folktale from Rajasthan, India. The air was heavy and humid. The scorching heat was even worse. Once upon a time, a weary traveller was crossing barren desert lands. He had been walking for days across these extremely dry lands. His legs were aching. He was hungry, tired and thirsty. He could barely see any vegetation around. The poor man whispered to himself, wiping the sweat off his face. How I wish I could rest under a tree for a while. A tree appeared. Surprised and delighted, he sat under the tree's cool shade. He muttered, How I wish I had some water to drink. A jug with glass appeared. He poured the water from the jug into the glass and quenched his thirst. Relaxed, he continued with his next wish. How I wish I had some food to eat. A plate with fruits and delicious food appeared. Excitedly, he relished the food without leaving a morsel behind. (sighs) Thou feeling sleepy, he said. How I wish I had a bed to sleep on. A soft mattress appeared before him. Happily, he climbed on the bed, making another wish. How I wish there was someone to massage my feet. The traveller did not know that he was sitting under the celestial, divine, wish-fulfilling tree, Kalpavriksh. The tree was known to bestow immortality and fulfil other material desires.
there appeared someone to press and massage his feet. Ah, it was comfort at its best. Sheer luxury for him. Soon he was fast asleep. <sighs> Suddenly, he woke up in shock. Uh, uh, what if all of this is a magic and this person is a monster in disguise? He exclaimed in deep shock. And there it happened. His wish came true. A monster stood in front of him with sharp teeth, red gleaming eyes and green glowing horns, laughing loudly. Thunderously, ah, ha, 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 Trembling with fear, the traveler asked, Are you going to eat me now? Are you going to eat me now? The monster nodded excitedly. Hmm, yes, ah, ha, 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 The traveler ran for his life. The monster chased him. The traveler ran and ran. It was very difficult to run on the desert sands. The traveler spoke to himself, as always. Uh, um, how I wish the monster would disappear. Mustering his courage, the traveler turned around to check. There was no monster, no one at all. <sighs> With a sigh of relief, the traveler continued his journey, talking to himself. What is all this? Uh, probably wishes come true in this part of the desert. What is all this? Anyway, um, uh, I will be careful about what I wish for henceforth. I'm going to be very careful about what I think. And the journey continued. And that is the end of this simple folk tale. Just like the traveler, my dear friends, I too have decided to be very careful about my thoughts. Few stories have kept me going during this pandemic, and this story is one amongst them. Let me quickly tell you about Kalpavriksh. This mythological sacred tree is also called as Kalpadruma. Kalpataru and Karpagavricham in Tamil, the language that I speak. The tree stands for growth, generosity, and prosperity in Indian mythology. The concept of the tree of life exists in many cultures, as many of you know already, and trees and plants have 
always played an integral part in Indian folklore and mythology, subtly emphasizing coexistence between humankind and nature. I enjoyed narrating this story to all of you. I hope you like it too. Thank you so much. The fairy tale sponsor for this episode is Bell's Bewitched Bookshop. Do you love reading and sometimes wish you could simply slip between those pages and wield that sword, sail that sea and kiss that prince yourself? All of this and more is now possible with books from Bell's Bewitched Bookshop. Every book comes with a magical port key that will transport you smack dab in the middle of whatever adventure, romance or crime plot you choose. Finding the port key to return from the pages, however, is part of the charm of the book and insurance is the responsibility of the reader, as is finding a solution when you find yourself stuck in a story. Are you intrigued? Then come and browse our shelves to find out more. Bell's Bewitched Bookshop. Be the hero of your own story for real. Five stars from Mata Raya. Engaging and rich. We discovered this podcast when my daughter was tiny and I am so glad. These professional storytellers present beautiful and engaging stories with grace. We always enjoy listening and I love the traditional tales they choose. It's so helpful to be able to engage with developmentally appropriate content and approaches. The reviewers who are noting scary and scream stories are just talking about October. Use the archive and get away from them entirely. My child is, in her words, tender-hearted and these stories are perfect for her. One of her favorites is The Flower of Life, but the first time though we had to skip to the end of the part with the eagle, so that proves these stories, though tender and appropriate, are anything but dull. If you like excitement, laughter, emotions and words, check out these stories. Thank you so much, Mataraya, for your review. We are delighted that the podcast gets to be a companion for your family and we promise to keep sharing stories that will be enjoyed by children of all ages and hearts. Writing a review is a wonderful way to help new listeners find and enjoy the podcast. Another way of showing your support if you're inclined to do so is by becoming a patron. You not only get our eternal gratitude in return, no, there are several goodies waiting for you. For example, all patrons from the Magic Beans to the Seven League Boots get a story story postcard four times a year. The postcards feature one of the delightful fairy tale sponsor images. Would you like to get a postcard from the podcast? If you sign up as a patron at any level, you will get one in the mail this spring, wherever you are in the world. Become a patron by going to patreon.com forward slash storystorypodcast or storystorypodcast.com. Thank you to all the patrons who make this podcast possible. You are the happy ending to our winter fairy tale. I followed the sound of the music off the path that meandered through the forest past snow-capped boulders and through the undergrowth, all dressed up in white. The song led me deep into the forest, to the edge of a clearing, where I stopped in my tracks. 
Through the trees I could make out a figure, though it was hard to spot, for it was white on white. One, two, three steps more closely I went, and then I could make it out quite clearly. A deer, pearly white as moonlight, its head lifted gracefully towards the sky, where the sliver of a crescent moon had appeared in the pale palette of evening. Still the song rose up towards the heavens, ever so gently, ever so sweetly. I couldn't help but breathe a sigh, and at that ever so soft sound the deer turned its head. Soulful eyes as deep as midnight, framed by silky long lashes, gazed into mine. A heartbeat passed, and then the deer seemed to incline its head and turned around, stalking off lightly into the woods. Although it was freezing, a warmth spread from my heart through my body, and I smiled. It's going to be a good year. The second teller for this episode is Eliza Permain, a professional storyteller with over 30 years of experience under her belt. She's also a licensed therapist, helping adults to hear their own stories in new ways for personal growth and healing. In this episode, Eliza shares the story of Indra's Net. Once, Indra, the Hindu lord of the heavens, invited the Buddha to visit him in his heavenly palace. And wanting to decorate the palace to impress his guest, Indra ordered that thousands of diamonds be gathered. Each gem was then sewn into a knot on a giant net, and the net was hung over the walls and ceilings of his palace. When the Buddha entered Indra's great hall and caught sight of the net of jewels, he beamed with delight and strode to the center of the room, and there he turned round and round, smiling. Oh, this net is beautiful, Indra. It captures the nature of reality so well. Why, every jewel is lit by the same source of light, and in every jewel is held the reflection of all the other jewels. And then he swept to the side of the room, calling, Come, Indra, look! As Indra came close, the Buddha pointed to one diamond and gave it a gentle flick. Oh, see, he beamed, pointing to the changing reflections all round the room. When one diamond is moved, it, it changes the reflection of every other one, not just the ones closest to it. How beautifully this describes the truth, that all beings are connected, and our actions do affect one another. And then the Buddha looked at Indra. Oh, this net, it shows us why we must practice compassion and, and kind action for all beings, for they are as much a part of us and our world as we are of theirs. Well, that great god Indra began to weep with his new understanding of interconnectedness and oneness. Oh, this net is not meant to decorate my palace alone. It, it must be seen and, and understood by all beings. And he gathered that great net up in his arms, and he took it out onto the balcony of his palace, and there he flung it out into the heavens for all to see. 
and every night its beautiful diamonds shine all round the world to remind us of our oneness and our interconnectedness with one another. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. Show the love. Find Priya Mutukumar on YouTube, Facebook and Instagram under Priya Mutukumar Story Poor and Eliza Permain at wisdomtales.com. Tell them you heard them on the podcast and now want to hear them tell more stories. The year is brand new, but times are still strange for performing artists and art is still needed more than ever. So many storytellers are doing online events, so you, yes, you, can hear and see some of your favorite storytellers of the podcast tell stories from the comfort of your home. These may be different times, but the opportunities to connect with the magic of live storytelling are abundant. Go find your favorite tellers from the podcast and discover what they can bring to your home. You can connect with the podcast and Rachel Ann on Facebook or Instagram at Story Story Podcast or Rachel Ann Harding. And you can find me at isabelhauser.com. You can see the fairy tale sponsor ads on the Story Story Podcast Instagram and Facebook page. While you're there, please let me know the favorite story you have heard or the favorite stories of your childhood. Who knows? Maybe you will hear them here soon. The inspiration for the true fairy tale was a New Year's message I received from a friend, and the fairy tale sponsor was inspired by my own desire to slip between the pages of my favorite stories. If only it were possible. The music is by Poddington Bear. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. Consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. You will hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. Mary Kate opened up the door and there on the doorstep wrapped in his own blanket was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court.